Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Esports Diff, the newest esports-centered podcast where we discuss our opinions on recent news and updates across multiple titles like League of Legends, Valorant, Super Smash Brothers, and many more. I'm your co-host, Fobbs, and accompanying me on the cast is esports enthusiast and longtime friend, Faison. What's up? You can catch our episodes every Thursday at 10 a.m. EST on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you can find a podcast. The cast is also timestamped, so you can fast forward to the sections that interest you the most. So with that, we're just going to get right into it with uh, the LCS lock-in uh, bracket finals with semis between Dignitas and Team Liquid and Cloud9 versus EG. For, for me, that Dig versus TL series, they brought it to game four, right? So like, yeah. Dig took a game. It was surprising like, that they took a game in the first place. It was surprising. <laughs> I think, was it was it game one that they took? I, I yeah, they took so. game one. Yeah, and then that's what everyone was on their, on their toes. <laughs> yeah, but then, you know... Wipo kind of reminded everybody that he played in a world like a world finals. <laughs> yeah, that he's like world at, yeah, world just class. you know murdered fake god in the top lane. It wasn't even it was like disgusting. <laughs> yeah, he kind of just washed him top. It was a little rough to see fake god getting hurt by that because like Wipo just felt like he was playing his own game, yeah. you know. Like top yeah, I mean, lane he was a, a snooze fest, but like in my eyes, I feel like Wipo's the kind of player where he makes it fun. Yeah, I mean top lane right now actually is a snooze fest. Is it, it's still a snooze fest? I'm uh, excited. No, because so there's this. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. This is actually going to take this completely off topic, but I just remember this. Uh, there's a new strategy that's going around where people play Janna top lane with flash and smite, and you just never lane and you just roll the whole map. And with the way objective bounties work, is that the, you get gold, like you get the bounties while you're not really that far behind. If I see any of you, any of you motherfuckers playing Janna top, dude, it has like a, it has like a sixty percent win rate. I'm not even <laughs> kidding. Sixty percent win rate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look up the. Hold on, let me see if I can find the stats for you. Oh my god. Uh, Janna win rate. Maybe not sixty, but I I do know it's like fifty or so, like fifty up. Yeah, I mean anything above like I I say like fifty or fifty one is like ideal for for most yeah, of the so player base. Going by platinum plus, it's a fifty seven percent win rate. That's insane. Who figured this out? Who started this? Why 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 do they hate the why do they it's hate the, us? It's the way teleport changes are basically. But that that's the, we'll talk about that later. Whatever. Okay. The, gotcha. I just yeah, I just the, remember this and I need to tell you about <laughs> it. It came to your head. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, but like the series was great. I really enjoyed all watching all four games. None of them felt boring. They were all really fun to watch. The dig actually then, looks uh, really exciting. Yeah, and then, I think uh, that also, their like, um their jungler river is yes, I was just about to mention river. MVP. He, that guy is like clutch. he out jungled Santor in that whole series, mm-hmm. and it's Santorin we're talking about. Like, yeah, and I I get like maybe it was an off series by Santorin, but River just always in the right place at the right time. Like he yeah. made Santorin look lost. Like River's coming to gank bot lane. Santorin's all the way topside, like clearing his Krugs. Yeah, is a fishing jungle play. Like he played J four Diana Poppy and Lee Sin. He lost to the J four game, but the the I think he got like a nasty like Diana ulti into Yasuo ulti because uh, Blue was playing um, Yasuo that game. Yeah, but I don't know if like it, it wasn't enough to like win in the I'm game. S- I'm still not very sold on Blue as a mid laner. I don't he, think he's he, very he was good. looking a little rough. Yeah, his KDA throughout the whole series was thirteen and twelve, so he went positive. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, it always throws me off when LCS teams import, like, he, Blue was on, I want to say, fuck, I don't remember what, he was on an LEC team last year. I think it was SK, but he was basically like on a last place team and they imported him over. And he didn't I look mean, very good then. And then they brought him over and he still, he looks okay. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I'm always just, just like a little guys eh. in the field. Yeah, yeah. Like, a what's the point of bringing him over? Yeah, when you, want, you can maybe import, import a top laner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Fake God was not having a good time that <laughs> that series, bro. I think he got solo killed every game. Yeah, I mean, he was he handed a series seven and eighteen and eighteen. So he had a KDA of one point four. Dude, that that Gragas game, I think it was Gragas versus Aatrox, where Fake God was playing Gragas. That was yeah, that was game three. Game three, that was the like most disgusting Gragas game I've seen. <laughs> where he he tried to like e flash when he was getting ganked by Zin, and uh, Whipple like predicted it and flashed away. Oh, I, I think yeah, I think I remember that play. Yeah, and then he, was, they caught him. and then he dies. Yeah, and then just I his, mean, ults, his chopped, ults, I mean, his ults throughout the game just weren't very good. 
I, I always just I say remember. like I like Gragas for me just feels like most of the time like a hitch, like a missed champion. Like, like I understand like the, the point of him is to either play like super AP or super tank where he can be like that front line or like start a fight for your team or, or disengage. But like after you disengage with your ulti, that's kind of it. And if at least like one of your carries is already fucking bopped, then there's like, yeah. you know, like there's, there's nothing else you can do. The, like the, I, just, the thing, I just feel like it's like a weird pick. The, I mean, the whole point of Gragas is like in, in 5v5s, you can, you know, really, really disrupt a team and like split split the fight mm. completely. Yeah, so if you're playing like playing like, but like you have to be you have to be a good Gragas, mm-hmm. <laughs> or like you know you can you can catch people out really easily with like uh, body slam flash into ult. Mm-hmm. But again, you have to be used to playing the champion, and I think a lot of top laners aren't very good at the champion. Understandably, if you can't like I I remember I see the Graguses put their Q uh, away from them, and yeah, then, and then ulti someone the into the Q. Into yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit's cool. <laughs> yeah, that shit's that's cool. spicy. But I mean, I don't really don't really see that often in, in LCS. I did want to mention um, during game three, Bwipple built Hullbreaker first item on Aatrox. Yeah, which I'm not going to lie, probably kind of troll. I don't think it was very <laughs> good there. The casters were so confused. I, <laughs> they're, damn. they're all like, they're like, they're like, they're trying to make sense of it. They're like, they're like he wants it for vision, you know? Across I, the I, I think maybe, and this is like the biggest reach of all fucking time. <laughs> When the enemy team presses tab and sees Hullbreaker oh Aatrox, <laughs> they're like, oh, crap, yo, we got to pay more attention to the top side of the map because he has Hullbreaker. If we leave him alone in this 1v1, you know, he's going to demolish our Gragas and, like, you know, take the whole lane. Yeah, they ha- and then they have Rift Control and Baron Control yeah. for, like, mid and late game. This is, I don't think this is what the, I don't think that's what he was thinking. <laughs> it's the, it's the mental it. game? <laughs> I don't think that's the case, but that's my best argument for it. You know, I think if Whipple heard this cast, he'd agree with you. I think that was the play. <laughs> I think that's what he was going for. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. But if it's, it's so funny because during game four, he was building the sim the same items for Hullbreaker. And the casters were like, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. They're all like, they're all so annoyed to the point where Jat had to look up 13 and a half thousand games in the new season of Pantheon top lane. Right. Yeah. And for Plat Plus, and only one of those games, <laughs> someone built Holebreaker first item. Uh, I love and they're it. all like, it has to be Pippo. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's it. It's got to be him. But he didn't was, build it. He built. He, he built the Gore Drinker. Was this also the game where he built uh, like three crit crit cloaks, or the um, series? No, no, that was, was I that, think uh, was that, that, that was versus uh, EG. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was funny. So, but like that was, yeah, that was kind of the end of that series. Next, we can talk about um, Evil Geniuses versus Cloud9 for the other semis match. Evil Geniuses swept Cloud9 3 0. I'm surprised at the 3 0. Yeah. Like, really surprised at the 3 0. I think I thought that C9 looked good enough to maybe take a game. They, like, I, I don't even know like what, what it was. I think, uh, from what I remember, I think it was them. Um, Okay, yeah. So game three, this is the game that I want to talk about. Was uh, them like was Cloud Nine playing Akshan, Udir, Trindamir, Karthus, and Nautilus. Yeah. So Which, like in theory, that comp I think makes a lot of sense. Yes, like in theory, but during execution, it, it, it really, really just work. came down to like mechanical misplays, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you look at that last that last team fight where they're in front of the uh, where EG's pushing in. Uh, and I think they're fighting around the tier two or maybe like the entrance of the base, mm-hmm. right? Like Nautilus comes up for a flank, ends up flash hooking the wall. Yes, by the yes, Raptors. the last fight. Yeah. Like, so he just fucks that up completely. Yeah. Trinimir doesn't press R. Ever. Yeah. Ever. At one point, he E's over to, to Wolves, right? Where, uh, where Darshan was. And then he flashes back in, dies without using <laughs> ult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i mean at that point like like you only have one mission as trigger and that's like not to die and if you look at if you look at how low they were like him ulting he could have at least gotten a kill or two yeah yeah and then made, maybe maybe darshan can clean up after yeah because darshan was fed that game i remember he like like i don't know i don't, I don't remember him like one b twin but he was like four and one yeah at one point and i'm like dude like like the octron's getting fed but he, like no one died while he was helping so like i think he maybe got, got like one or two reses that game yeah and I, I, I guess they like they wanted like consistent DPS with the Karthus bot lane. I, know, I like the pick, like, right? Because yeah, you have a melee mid laner, you have a melee top. I mean, not melee, AD mid laner, AD top laner, and but like they a, had the Udir jungle. jungle. Yeah, 
Like Which, when you're a speed and he has like a, a heart, he has like CC for like one person. <laughs> I think that I think that's the point of it, right? So like Udyr goes and stuns one person, and then like everything piles onto that one person. Like Trinity Hook, Carthus Wall. I mean, yeah. no, Nautilus Hook, Carthus Wall. Which I guess was the yeah. point. I would have liked to see something else, but out, out, maybe not the Udyr, maybe something else. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't think it was like it felt I thought, like a panic comp, pretty... but it makes sense. I actually thought it was a pretty good draft. It's I think it's obviously something they practice. Yeah, I mean, there's with, no way they with how it out quickly they with how quickly they just like locked it in. Yeah. So it's definitely something they prepared. I just it I guess it, it just could have been played better. Yeah, I like the comp though. Yeah. What I didn't I like you. was their comp game one. What was it game one again? Where <clears throat> I don't remember exactly. I know they had Malphite. Top. Uh, let me let me see here. It was Malphite Poppy TF Jin Malphite Poppy Rakan. TF Jin Rakan. Yeah. You like the whole team has no fucking damage. I, I don't think he went AP Malphite either. No, he went he went full tank Malphite. Yeah. So TF is gonna gank the full tank Malphite into Renekton. <laughs> there that's gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh or he's gonna gank what was their bot lane? It was Jin and it was Jin Rakan. Jin Rakan against uh EG's bot lane was fuck what was it? What was EG's bot lane? EG's bot lane was Jinx Leona. Yeah. Like, that's like two. Where you were, is TF going to go? Yeah, he just gets CC'd. He, he gets screwed by Leona's CC or, or Jinx traps. Like Jinx, yeah. Also, Jinx is running cleanse too. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. So, like, that's yeah. not really gankable lane. A lot of bot lane is running cleanse now. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it was kind of like an engage comp where like they would single out their damage before, before they could do damage to like Cloud9. I don't know. I so would have liked to like, see something other than the Malphite. That was it, really. They did. They did have like a lot of like lockdown. They had the Malphite ult. They had no damage. The wall. They had yeah, but like all you need is CC onto one person consistently with with everything, and then Jin Jin or TF just melts them. Like TF not as much because he doesn't have consistent damage, but like yeah, but Jin, like, as you know, like like three. Jin items, doesn't Jin do hurts. it until like super late though, right? Yeah, yeah. He has to get like six percent crit rate to to like really like you know hurt, but. I, I it felt like a pick comp. It, it, it it's hard to get picks picks against like Renekton, Diana, Yasuo, Leona, yeah. Jinx. Like you it's can also just win hard wall, to get picks when like stuff. The, your side lanes don't really have any damage, and like what little yeah. damage you do have gets win walled by Yasuo. Yeah, literally, you can get gold card to win wall, Q win wall by TF, even like everything. Yeah, so it was it like it makes a little bit of sense, but yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. All right, now we can talk about the finals. All right, this, this, like, I actually thought it was gonna be a lot closer. I remember you saying you thought it was gonna be a three-one in Liquid's favor, yeah. But like, EG looked really strong. There, EG the, looked in, extremely the strong. I thought. Wait, maybe I said. Did I say? I thought I said three-one for EG. Maybe not. Oh, you, th- you said three-one for EG. I, I remember, remember you just mentioning three-one. I don't know. I don't know what direction you wanted it in. Because I didn't mention. You mentioned. I I remember you saying like like TL looked good, but they didn't look like like they super look, like, yeah. like cohesive. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what I predicted, but I thought it, whatever it was, I thought it'd be a three-one. I didn't think one team would sweep the other. Yeah, Liquid three-o'd them, a clean sweep. Uh, being the, like the only team to win a lock-in, they won last year's too. So they're keeping the tradition alive. It's and, uh, really surprising to me that it was a three-o. Yeah, same. I thought it was gonna be a lot closer, but uh, we saw Zillion, we saw Bjergsen Zillion mid lane again. Dude, <laughs> that, that comp, that game three comp was disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Barber Zin, um, I, I literally just said his name. Uh, Zillion Jinx and Lulu. Yeah, just speed. Just who's gonna die? Pure speed. Unadulterated. Who's, int. who's gonna die in that comp? Nobody. They had Renekton J four, Silas, Aphelios, uh, Thresh on EG side, like. And Bubba was, was just crazy. going in, bro. Obviously, yeah. Bubba just like people things. But I feel I feel bad for saying Torn a little bit, to be honest. Like he didn't, in my eyes, didn't have like a spectacular show. In my eyes, I just felt like he was kind of like like he would follow up after Bubba and just like I don't know. I be, thought... the, be the the tank and then just like take the L for for like Han Sama and um like Bjergsen to like like sweep. I thought that I think it was. Game two, I thought he played pretty well. Game one and two, I thought he played pretty well on Jarvan. He had yeah, some he really played, good... yeah, but I mean, it's you just EQR, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's all you really need to like look at his team, man. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, so then now Bippo's Bippo played uh, GP, game playing top lane, game two. He built IE second item after building, uh, I forget what Triforce. other crit item. Huh? It wasn't a crit item. He had Triforce, IE, and then double crit quotes. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he only it's, had, it, it, I think that's 50%. Yeah, 55. Crit? Yeah, he had 55. Yeah, 50 or 55, yeah. And then the casters were like, why'd he get IE? He doesn't have it yet. And then as soon as they said that, he backed and got his third crit cloak. <laughs> yeah, he sold like his corrupting pot or something or stopwatch <laughs> and bought a third crit cloak. I don't want to say it's uh, optimal. But that's <laughs> that's 1,800 gold for for like 45%. Crit chance. Like crit chance, yeah. Not worth it. I, but it's, it. hilarious. it's so funny to me that a pro player did that in the finals <laughs> after building hole breaker the day before yeah like two days before yeah uh, absolute savage <laughs> i love whippo he's not even me so fucking funny yeah honestly in my eyes i i really like i give the mvp to rivers to, to river honestly like he's just like his juggling just was always yeah, just, like, I, he was the biggest surprise to me for sure and lock yeah he was really good really good player uh, was there anything that you want to talk about uh, in regards to LCS? I, um, I think that's about it for LCS for me. Okay. I don't think, I think we got LEC? about everything we want to touch on. LEC spring. Hmm, let me see. LEC. Uh, I, not really much I want to talk about. I just want to talk about Rogue real quick. Mm-hmm. They're again, they 2 0 again this week. They're 7 0 on the season. Yeah. So the only team that hasn't lost, right? Yeah. They beat yeah, yeah. second, the second place Fnatic in like, in mm-hmm. a pretty like convincing manner and they beat vitality yeah, was... which is like the super team that's hyped up to win the whole split yeah yeah they they, they had a rough start they started doing a lot better after their win yeah. against um i forget who uh not BDS, they um, they beat g2 uh, they beat g2 yeah they beat g2 and who else they played xl this fanatic week. they also oh, no fanatic beat vitality yeah but yeah. yeah, it's just surprising um, to me to see them 7-0. I think a lot of people thought that this would be a bottom-of-the-barrel. I mean, everybody thought this would be a bottom-of-the-barrel team because they you know, they sold away Inspired to EG, sold Hansama to uh, TL, mm-hmm. and those were like their two best performers last season. So it's just surprising to me to see them doing like the best in the league. They're perfect record. Yeah, I mean, they haven't lost so far, so... They're doing something right. Yeah. Just picking scalers. I'm also surprised to see Fnatic lose both games this week. Then again, yeah. it's just that's just the nature of best of the ones, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you don't have that adaptability, you know? Yeah. Like best of three series are. are Which I wish at, League would five. go into best of threes, but that's never going to happen. Yeah, it's they're they're always touching up on formats and stuff. I, yeah, I, I, listen, I mean, bro, it, they, they made it halfway with best of two. It, remember that? Yeah. <laughs> it's better for viewership to have best of ones. I get that. Mm-hmm. But it also, I just like to see best of threes. I think it makes it more competitive. I, I agree. Best of three is more ideal because you have that adaptability factor. We're like, okay, we saw what they, what they did game one. Let's see how we can adjust game two. Like yeah, that's exactly. the point of like esports, you know, like a regular sports, like, like working with your opponent's moves and seeing like how you can outplay them on like a mental level. Yeah. Not just not just like physical, like you know, execution. Now if only, so it, I, I'd be I mean, you know, I'm I can I'm whatever about the normal leagues. If only Riot would change their world's format one day. <laughs> I mean, they're always looking for, for feedback and stuff, so we'll, we'll people have been asking for best of three groups for years or double best elimination. Of three groups that that sounds rough, but like it's understandable because it's worlds, you yeah. know, like it's the one like it's one of the two international tournaments in the whole year. Yeah, the other there one, are two MSI. international M- MSI, which yeah. isn't really an international tournament because it's, it's a, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, a little bit, but it's like one bit. team from each region, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, and it, is it even like the best of the best that, from each region, or is it like it's the best team? It, it's like okay. whoever whoever wins spring split. Yeah, but like like it's like it's cool because you think of like the underdogs, right? Like, a, like um, the second place or third place team, whenever like yeah, they get then, a cool win in worlds, they're like, like, Oh shit. You know, like, it, it gets, yeah, like, but hyped. you know what happens? They make it to quarterfinals and they get fucking stomped. <laughs> they, get washed. they make it to a best of five and get demolished. Yeah. That, but that, like you're saying like, they need more of that because that way they can practice it more. And like with the regular format, but they, so they can, like, execute in the world. They'd play like eight best of threes in a group stage. For MSI? For no 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 for like worlds. 
you're, you're saying like that's what you want right yeah i'd rather yeah. them do like round like they same group for, format but round robin best of threes yeah a round robin best of three would be ideal. it's just like the time it's, it is the time yeah yeah but i mean you're right because like come on yeah you're like, the biggest they, in, you're the you're the most watched <laughs> esport in the league like come on in the spoilers <laughs> oh shit my best whoops we're not, we're not getting into that. <laughs> uh, I thought this was well, the perfect segue. <laughs> it was. I forgot that was the next article. Oopsie, that's my bad. All right, pivoting, because I'm usually the one who does the segues. So uh, <laughs> I wasn't used to, used to doing the segue. But all right, based on touche, my bad. What's uh, <laughs> your name, homie? I got you. All right, so in an article written on Dot .esports by Leonardo Biazzi, uh, League of Legends was the most watched esport in all of 2021. It accumulated over 664 million hours watched, far ahead of Counter Strike, which is the number two at the time, with which had 410 million. So that's like 258 million hours more watched. It's a quarter million yeah. hours more watched than like. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, like it's 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 the biggest you, esport. You have you to know? remember, right? There are also multiple leagues that people are watching daily, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you have the Chinese league, the Korean league. Dude, I was actually looking at the Korean league's numbers earlier. Mm-hmm. Right, their new peak, seven hundred fifty-nine k. Excuse me, seven hundred fifty-nine k in Twitch? a regular season game. Yeah, oh, beautiful. Yeah, and and they only stream on Twitch. <laughs> they they don't have a YouTube deal. Okay, okay, because these numbers actually don't include um, the numbers from China. Because yeah, which they do... inflate the shit out of them. Yeah, they do like some things that they are like, do different like when the, it comes to like, like, like every, average every time viewership. every time you visit, you count as one viewer. Yeah, a, uni- a unique viewer, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it is, it's not fully accounting for that. And then uh, uh, I just want to throw this out there. Average viewers for LCK, 255K. Average wow. viewership for the LEC, 304K. Wow, LEC is higher? Yeah. Than the LCK? I'm not surprised. The LCK is at a weird time for a lot of viewers. Really? Yeah. What makes you say that? Well, it's like just timing wise, right? Like for uh, for us on the East Coast, it's like 4 a.m. It starts at 4 a.m. 3 a.m. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. View it like time wise, like time zones. I got you. And then I I also want to throw this one out there. Um, Mm -hmm. The LFL, which is the French League, Mm -hmm. peaked at 204K. Wow. That's actually really good for the. That's a tier two. That's a tier two? Yeah. They're close to turning tier one if that's the case. (laughs) <laughs> well, like they're not going to turn tier one because it's the like the league under the LEC, like it's it's a part of the ERLs. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, I see. I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. And the average, I forgot the Europe is like its own yeah. little thing. <laughs> they average seventy six k viewers. Who does the LFL? Oh, okay, which is the French league average. Yeah. I mean, like back in the day, Riot used to average like eighty to hundred k, like for both streams. Yeah, for, for you know, so like that's 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 great for them. Yeah, yeah I just I'm think really it's crazy that like. 75k average viewers right like a lot of esports that's their peak mm-hmm. and this is like a tier two this league average yeah yeah i mean who knows maybe maybe like they won't turn tier one because of the lec but maybe they'll have it'll, it'll be like tier 1.5 <laughs> dude they i mean they <laughs> like get viewers dude they're they actually yeah. had a um i think they had a game earlier today or yesterday um that that they had in like a live crowd was filled yeah, I mean, like French esports are like it's huge in France. Like the the manager for the best Smash player in France messaged me today asking for like a, a French restream because like now yeah. they're coming like the norm for Smash events. Dude, dude, they're really like nationalistic. I guess is that the mm-hmm. right word? Uh, sure. I sure. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, but if it's like a team representing their region or a player representing mm-hmm. their region, they're gonna go out and support. Yeah, no matter what, even if they don't know what's going on, they're like, oh, yeah. France is behind it. I'm with the shits. Which yeah. I love. That's crazy. Yeah, they have a strong sense of camaraderie and community. That's that's dope. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like a huge chunk of the league's viewership came from Worlds, where the competition where where um, EDG won in the grand finals had four million concurrent viewers. Four yeah. million. <laughs> that's not that's not counting the Chinese viewers either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because we don't know, we don't, we don't, we don't fully like have those. And stats. again, like we talked about it before, seeing how they celebrated out in the streets. Their viewership was fucking insane. Yeah, it's got to be nuts. I wish we had those numbers, but unfortunately, don't. So the the next topic, I'm actually like, I I've, I've had this thought in my mind for like a few months now. Like even when it came to like Smash, right? Like a, it's like an anime or a TV show that talked about like the life of an esports player. 
Because we have all these TV shows, movies that talk about like, oh, I'm a footballer who who went to drugs, got kicked off, and now no, I get redeemed as a coach, like shit like that. You know, we didn't have that for like anything like that for esports because it was so new. But in an article uh, written on Upcomer by uh, Bonnie Kui, Paramount Plus confirms League of Legends esports mockumentary for this year in 2022. It's called Players. Yeah, <laughs> just I'm, players. I'm a little skeptical about this. Yeah, so so it, here, it's from it's from the people that made American Vandal, mm-hmm. which has me actually kind of excited because American Vandal. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't. Uh, it's a mockumentary. Like the first season is literally uh, it follows a like a high school student and he's trying to figure out who drew dicks on the cars in the parking lot. Wait, wait. Okay, yes, yes. I have. Okay, yeah. Now it's yeah. coming back to me. I have watched that episode. Yeah, it's and a it's great. The whole, the whole show's about that, right? Yeah, the first season's about that, and then yeah. the second season about is about some. They go to a different school, and some dude like shits everywhere. Oh, like, shits God. in random okay. places. So it's really like absurd topics. Yeah, really absurd, but like it's funny. The the way they go about it is comedic. Yeah, yeah. That's like kind of like the mocku the mocku's esque of it. So it's going to be a comedic docu style series exploring the world of esports through fictional League of Legends teams championship pursuit. Um, where the story is going to be about uh, an LCS team looking to win their first LCS, their first championship after years of trying and failing. And in order to make it to the top, they'll need their prodigy, a 17-year-old rookie, and their 27-year-old uh, veteran to put aside their egos and work together. So, I mean... Which, like, it's kind of weird. They actually brought players in. Yeah, they have, they have actual players um, in the show. So, um, they have yeah, some LCS Din. teams also lent their branding and logos to the show. Yeah. So, we're going to see actual, like, you know, tier one teams in the show, like with their logos, which is cool. I, yeah, I don't know how these uh players are going to translate into acting. You know, they probably got picked for a reason. They're probably like either they're probably like what they needed for the role, yeah, or or they're really good actors. Who knows? <laughs> I so, thought personally that they're going to have like five completely just like generic actors like they're like new and like you know but i guess they kind of need the people who are actually in esports teams yeah. to like tell you about the environment that they're in usually to give you like that insight yeah so what i can say is arrow he's been playing for like ever i think probably season three he used to play in korea and then moved to na mm-hmm. i think he's on yeah he's immortals, immortals, about immortals academy team right now Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, their yeah. young, their mid laner Youngbin young is also on it. Yeah, he's. I don't think he's ever played tier one. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I don't. I don't really remember him. Yeah, and then there's I'm, a, I'm interested a coach to see analyst. This this guy named Miko. Which I two are complete actors. Never yeah, heard of Miko. Yeah, but I mean, I'm really excited to see like something that's like for us, you know, for the nerds. To, to see in, it kind of like inside like the like a joking way of seeing inside like the lives of uh, of like tier one or tier two esports yeah. players. This could either go horribly wrong or be decent. <laughs> either way, it'll be amusing to be honest. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Because this is just the start. All right. Um, let's see here. Next, we can talk about the Valorant uh, and the first VCT Open Qualifier of 2022, which is a roaring success in multiple facets. Right. So in an article written on Dot Esports by Max Katz, uh, the Guard NRG version one and XX conquered VCT's first North American Open Qualifier of 2022. So for those of you who don't know, pretty much what they do is VCT hosts a bunch of events throughout the, the month. And if you fit into a certain cut, you get invited to uh, a tier one land event, mostly, hopefully, uh, where you'll play against other like tier one teams for, you know, like a big prize. And then that just kind of happens throughout the year. So this is this is the first one of this year. Super exciting. So which I love the way of, that Riot yeah. decided to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad instead of like they, having, they like, can... having like an established league, yeah. they have it like like open for it because it gives like it gives everyone a chance, like tier three I, and tier two teams. To show that's why event. I like open open circuits are always so exciting. I feel like, which is why I wish we had more like league tournaments, but we don't. Mm-hmm. The the one downfall of open circuits is that there's a lot of like poaching and reallocating yeah. of teams. That's yeah, the yeah. one biggest. Which problem. is it's not good. It's not healthy. It's not a healthy league, but it's entertaining to watch. Agreed. Yeah, it's just it's just really sucking for tier two teams. Yeah, hey, <laughs> because definitely. their players are constantly because you have any any good player like moves into a tier one like right away, right? Yeah, gone. And then you have to establish new team synergy with with a new yeah, player. You don't. You all. You just don't have enough money to keep that player. Yeah, and then most times tier two teams stick as tier two teams. Yeah. That's like, just the know, way, they, that's the way it was in CS:GO for like mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, it still kind of is. Still kind of is, yeah. Yeah, literally. So, um, 
all of the people who uh, qualified into the next part of the event, they all received direct invites to this event. So what, what usually happens with Val, uh, Valorant events and some Counter-Strike events is that the, organiz- the organizers will invite the teams first before like the event is actually public. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, hey, we have an event coming up. We'd love you guys to like reserve a spot and all that stuff. Here's the prize pool. Here's what it is. And then we're going to also have like, an open qualifier for other teams to join, kind of like a first-come, first-served kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that's really dope. V, uh, version one was the first seed, beating Complexity and A Crew and Rise, all notable and strong teams. Except defeated a Radiant Squad and NRG, narrowly being NRG by thirteen and nine and thirteen and eleven. And then lastly, beating the Guard, who had massive wins on uh, against Luminosity and Phase within that week. Um, but Exet beat them 2-0 with the whole team recording positive KDA. So which is kind of kind of cracked. Yeah, whole team positive KDA. Usually, there's always there's at least like one player that's like. You know, he's like, he's just going out there and dying and like, you know, creating opportunities for the team. Yeah. But even he was positive. Yeah. <laughs> he, he wasn't even like being traded off, you know, like he was yeah. like, all right, I got two. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, shit. I just, I, I entered into the site and I killed both defenders. Well, <laughs> um, this is, this, what this, happen. this isn't, this is never how it works. <laughs> I'm playing Brimstone. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Um, to, to wrap up, the guard dominated with four players dropping 30 or more kills in the series, and then NRGB and box narrowly in 13 11 and 12 and 14 fashion. Super close both games. Um, they versed X set and lost 0 2. Uh, but then in the lower bracket, NRG beat Pioneers, Knights, and Rise, only dropping one map en route to qualifying for the group stage. That's kind of crazy, yeah. And then they're gonna play the next group stage this weekend, I believe. Um, yeah. For everyone else to advance into the next, you know, like, like open qualifier or like uh, not open qualifier, but um, into like a, like a bracket where you know they all kind of go together. I still think, go. man, four different oh. players dropping thirty kills or more in a series on a team—it's fucking nuts. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's like both games, four players, thirty kills each total. Like, yeah, uh, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, I, I it's super impressive. So everyone kind of had their eyes on the guard when when stuff like that was kind of happening, but there was some spice. That little, dropped over the a weekend. Drama. A little bit of drama over some, you know, rulings and stuff. This one, you know, really, really interesting. Uh, and an article written on .esports by Rajit Banner- Banerjee. T1 was eliminated for from the VCT Open Qualifier 1 after Riot ruling for an unauthorized communication. Like, that doesn't happen often. You know, like, usually, like, in a land setting, you can kind of control those things. But in, in a digital era where we're kind of, like, you know, we're in, we're, like, we're hybrid like, you can't really control coaches and captains from talking to their teams. Yeah. Like, mid-round. So, what kind of happened was, um, TSM, it was TSM versus T1. TSM was getting washed. They lost 0-2. And um, in, the, in the game, the, during game two, TSM sub Rosa tweeted out, Hey man, it sure feels great to like be playing like a like like a sixty-five because their coach is giving them info during during the game, like because he's watching the broadcast. Yeah. Usually for uh, FPS events or like any esport in general, they usually have um, uh, a delay, a, a timer, a delayed timer for the stream, so that whatever you're watching isn't real time. You know, there's yeah. a, there's a delay. Do they, do they not delay it for? They they do. It's like a three to four minute delay. It's like yeah, a whole okay. round plus. The argument is that they shouldn't be able to watch the stream. They 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 should not be watched allowed to watch the stream at all while they're Which at home. Which I I agree, because yeah. if there's like obviously you can talk to your team in pauses, right? And being able mm-hmm. to watch the official stream, like you can see setups and like kind of just get a feel for how they play the game. And you can it's not like you can communicate that pretty easily. I think. Yeah, right, if you I, notice I, something that's like out of the ordinary that they do like every like few rounds, it's like okay, mm-hmm. like you can tell your team. Yeah, if you, you're like you're like that sixth person, like hey, they've been rotating from here when you guys do this. Oh, yeah. this is the lineups that they, they they've been using. Avoid these spots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Riot ruled that T1 will actually forfeit their match against TSM due to the unauthorized communication during the match. And then um, because they received evidence of a T of the T1 coach providing instructions during the match. I don't know what evidence it was. I don't know how they received it, but it all started as a tweet. And now, now it's a whole, a whole ordeal. Yeah. So um, the ruling is that coaches can only talk to players during tactical and technical pauses. And they only get a few of those a series, right? Tactical, yeah. which is a one minute pause for each side. Uh, I think on each round. So you get, like, I think you get like one, one or two, maybe. 
right? You get yeah, you get one for each side. So you get one yeah. on attacker side, one on defending side. So both teams get two technically throughout the whole game, but they can only use them during certain intervals. And then you get technical pauses. You technically have infinite technical imp- <laughs> pauses yeah. because technical issues do come up, but they don't really happen often. And like they, whenever they do last, they either last to like a few minutes to like ten to twenty, and it's kind of like a vibe killer. Yeah. And um, I'm I think with the way I know with the it's probably the same way that league does it where you're allowed to talk, but you can't talk about the game at all. Um, they're allowed to talk about the game during technical pauses. So they? They, they can mention okay. that kind of stuff, but because it's fair because both coaches can do it. Okay. So that, that's what kind of evens it out. Um, Riot gave the win to TSM and everyone went crazy on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Everyone absolutely nuts. Uh, T1 was uh, eliminated and um, T1 actually took, uh, took it a step further themselves and actually suspended their coach, David Dennis, for this weekend's open qualifier. I mean, yeah, which they, the, as an orgy, you have to kind of like show that you're against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to have that PR sense and be like, yeah, we're not, we didn't agree with this. We don't, you know, we're, we don't think it's cool. I don't know if he was suspended indefinitely or if it was just for the weekend. It's, but... it, I feel like it's probably an indefinite suspension. Yeah, Maybe it's just like, for the weekend. I I, there know. wasn't anything, yeah, anything about it, but there was an update that just came out today where Nursery talked with Riot and uh, players and coaches are now prohibited from watching live broadcasts of matches they're participating in. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, but how are you going to regulate that in an, in an online environment? Like you have to have either cameras on the coaches or, or like have like an ability to like listen to the in-game chats with the players. Yeah. Which I, I'm I'm not really sure. I'm I feel like Riot probably has a way of doing that. Yeah, they probably have some like TeamSpeak server, or something that the players use to like yeah. to communicate with one another. They're probably gonna have like a representative from Riot be in each call, and it's gonna be a person just twiddling their thumbs and listening for anything that shouldn't be there. Yeah. But the problem is, Faison, is that uh, Nerd Street and Riot they're doing a completely new approach when it comes to. Um, their broadcast, they now have five streams at all times during the qualifiers. Five. Uh, do they do like like player POVs or what? Slash Valorant, slash Nerd Street 1, slash Nerd Street 2, slash Nerd Street 3, slash Nerd Street 4, or Nerd Street A or B, C, and D. Yeah. And they what have are five... all the different Nerd Street streams for? Do you know? Uh, they're all for different games. Okay. So like this game oh, will be TSM versus oh. D1. This they game will do, be they do multiple Star. games at the same time. Yeah. Because okay. when I used to work for nursery, a lot of people complained about we all oh, we want to see we want to see these teams, we want to see these teams, we want to see these teams. But due to how the brackets moved and how like we just have the format, it wasn't always possible to get like the ideal team for like viewership wise, yeah, yeah, and for like hype wise. So like you wouldn't get like the most hype matches all the time. So you couldn't really optimize it as much as, yeah, as much so as now switched. now there are multiple streams and yeah. So now you can kind of tune in. The way they get away with it is that they don't have commentators for most of them. It's okay. just gameplay. Yeah, okay. Because it's too much money to pay for commentators and yeah, a you need like ten commentators. Yeah, yeah, and like if you if you're doing like a, a, a more like usually Valorant events, they will do like three games max in a day. Yeah, and those those are all best of threes, so that can be nine plus hours. Yeah, if they all go to game three, if some of them go to overtime, I used to work those shifts, bro. They were rough. Yeah, you need <laughs> you need ten commentators, like five different observers, like. Yeah, but then at that point, you also have commentators who do blocks. So you have yeah. to swap them out because a nine-hour block sitting down, yeah, no, you're going you're gonna to lose steam. Yeah. So you actually need 20 commentators <laughs> yeah. to alternate <laughs> if you had that it's much. Just so yeah, it's just it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, insane. Yeah, but like it, it's hard to kind of keep track of all that stuff. So they would have to hire a, like a, a, a position where one person from Riot would be in each lobby. So that's, that's 10 new positions that they'd have to hire for or like either like, like give someone that they already have a job like with Riot, like give them that, that new task and be like, like, hey, this is part of your job description now. Yeah. You got to manage these children and their coach. Yeah, like figure it out. <laughs> Listen in. <laughs> if you hear some sussy shit, let us know. But he saw, yeah, I was, I was reading online just a little bit about how he, he got caught. He accidentally mm-hmm. typed in all chat. Is that what happened? Yeah, so he typed once evidence? in all chat where it was like help, in sewer, or help sewers or something like that. Oh, no. Oh, I mean, yeah, you did to yourself. So then, point, so then, I'm sure that after that riot, like you know, fully investigated and realized that holy crap, like he's been—it's not just a one-time thing; it's a multiple, like, repeated events. Yeah, 
Yeah, literally. Because when, you, when you're watching the broadcast live, you don't see all chat because they usually have like something covering it, either like an advertisement or like player info or something or like like yeah, like this, like something like that. But they yeah, they don't they don't have a they didn't have anything to like show it. So that's crazy. He he did it to himself. <laughs> yeah, he did it himself. I mean. Don't himself. type in all chat. I mean, yeah, just don't cheat. Like it's yeah, just don't cheat. Or if you didn't have cheat, a ruling for it beforehand, it. you know, like the thing was like there was some slack because um, I don't think any they thought that any anybody would be that like obvious they, about it. It's it's not even that. I feel like they thought with the delay it would be enough to like yeah. Like, I think circumnavigate that, that problem in a game like Valorant though. I don't think it is. It, it isn't because every round is an, is the kind of the same thing as the last round with one thing that's new. Yeah. And if you do, if you watch enough rounds, you'll pick up on habits. Yeah, exactly. So that, yeah, that's the, that's the kind of argument to, to the, to the, to the whole delay point. So yeah. Like for a game like league, it works fine, but Valorant, not mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Not so much. Exactly. Um, so the next portion of the, of the podcast is more business esque. So uh, this, this part's actually really interesting. Like multiple movies are being made here. But on an article written on Dot Esports by Jessica Sharnagle, Microsoft's purchase of Activision Blizzard will reportedly be reviewed by the Federal Trade Commission. Which I mean, yeah, if you're if you're if you're a big tech company doing a sixty-eight billion dollar deal, you're yeah. gonna get you're gonna get investigated. You're gonna yeah, make I'm not sure, surprised. You know, I mean, come on. We had the conversation last week about how Microsoft can fucking choke out the market. Yeah. Yeah, because they have so much market control that like yeah. it's, it wouldn't be fair. And if people like us can acknowledge that, exactly, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's exactly my point. If we the talked FTC about is this, like, hmm, something's going on here. Yeah. So the FCC's goal is to evaluate whether the deal will hurt competition within the gaming industry, and uh, it's actually expected to receive a high level of scrutiny because the FTC chair Lena Khan or Kang uh, has been a fierce advocate for a harder look in deals done by larger tech companies. And yeah. I don't know if anyone here knows Microsoft, but they kind of run most of the world's PCs. <laughs> almost all of them. Literally almost all of them with their operating system. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to take a close look at Activision's gaming collection alongside um, with Microsoft's consoles and hardware systems to determine if the purchase could harm competition in the, in the industry. So they're going to be like, all right, you have Call of Duty now? Who else is Call of Duty? Sony? They have stuff on their PS5s and now you own it? Hmm. And you have an Xbox? Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. So, like, they could block it. You yeah, know? and I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I yeah, I don't think anyone would. But like, because my... they they blocked the um, what was it like the Nvidia? Uh, I think Nvidia was trying to buy Nvidia sale blocked. I don't remember exactly what it was. I I remember Nvidia was trying to acquire something. I just forget exactly what. Yeah, they're they're Nvidia was gonna buy buy, uh, SoftBank's uh, ARM, which I think is a semiconductor chip mm. or something like that. So they blocked it. Damn, I mean semiconductors right now, like yeah, they're not, there's a very there's, there's a need of them, a very very short supply. But yeah, like the FTC totally. I just I just find this news funny because um, in recent news, Sony is buying Bungie. For three point six billion dollars. Yeah, which they needed an answer. They need an answer, and this isn't really an answer, but it is an answer. It's it's somewhat of an answer, right? <laughs> which actually, I think it is a pretty big answer. Forty well, four divided by sixty-eight. It's like a, it's five percent of the cost. <laughs> yeah, but Des- uh, Bungie has the like the second biggest MMO out right now. Yeah, which in is Destiny. Um, yes, that's, and they're working on Destiny too. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had, no. Destiny Two is out. Sorry. Destiny oh, is Two is the MMO. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're, they're currently cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're coming out with new expansions. They said, they new, said that like, they're currently expansions. working on it. Okay. Yeah. Like DLC and stuff, just expansions yeah. in general. Yeah. Like after after Microsoft released that whole article, Sony was like, "Oh shit, guys, what do we, we do? Gotta, like, we gotta do something. <laughs> we gotta buy someone." <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it was. And this and, one, and this was not gonna get blocked. Yeah, I mean, for like three point six billion with with something like like it, it was really funny because um. It actually, at some point in time, uh, Bungie was bought by Microsoft in June of 2000. Yeah. Yeah, ensuring that Halo would be an exclusive platform for Xbox's launch. Yep. And then uh, in 2007, just after the launch of Halo 3, Bungie signed a 10-year deal with Activision, which, who was getting bought now by Microsoft. Yeah, so if they stayed with Activision, it would have came full circle. 
Bungie would have been back at Microsoft. <laughs> it would have been back in their hands, yeah. and Sony would just be crying in their in their sleep. But I just I just find this so funny because like they bought this and they're like, all right, guys, we did it. And then now they're seeing that Microsoft might get blocked, and they're like, we got so lucky. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean I think it's still pretty worth it, man. Destiny Two is massive. I mean, right? I, I know on initial release, Destiny got a lot of slack. No, it, did, it looked but... really good. It looked perfect, and then the gameplay was just awful. The thing is, it it has a massive player base, which but ever I since I, then I don't like maybe. the game that much. I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of it, but people really like it, right? It's open world. I think apparently it has like like. 40 million players or something close to 40 million players. Wow, that's impressive. And then like it, they, let me see. Hold on. I was looking at this article just now. Respectable average of around seven, 700,000 daily users. That's really good. Yeah. Like the fact that they were able to kind of like bounce back and still have a strong community after like a really failed launch. Yep. it, It just shows that the game, like not even just has potential, like it's showing its potential. So yeah, that's that's awesome. The fact that they're doing that, but I think like so like if Sony just held out a few days longer, <laughs> no, I, I feel like this. This, this had to have been a move that they obviously planned in advance. Ah, the fact that it happened I so close but, after this deal, you like think, okay, okay, maybe it was, but maybe it got expedited. Yeah, yeah, it definitely got because expedited. of this because of the deal. But there's no way this hasn't been planned for months. It has to have been like. There's no way you kind of like can't, sit you can't down just with spend three point six billion dollars in like two like a week, you know? Yeah, and be like, all right, guys, this is the play. Like, all right, there like has since, to be a lot more play yeah. that goes into it. Yeah, but well, it, the, it, the timing of it radar. is just funny. Yeah, exactly. It's like like they're like, they're like all right, we got to push the button now. We have to do something. Yeah, and then um, I think yeah, it's currently just mo- mo- uh, mostly known for for Destiny. I forget what other games Bungie produces. Uh, nothing really that big. I think it's really just Destiny. Okay. I mean, yeah. All you need is one good title, right? They used to have Halo, but they don't have Halo anymore. Yeah. Who who owns? Uh, it's it's still uh, and now it's under Microsoft's franchise, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm, I'm actually sure they not own sure. the rights. Yeah, owned and published by Xbox Game Studios. That makes sense. Um, we talked about the most watched esport of 2021, but now are we going to talk about the most watched teams of 2021? Team Liquid and Navi are the most watched esports orgs of 2021. Surprise, surprise. Everyone's favorite team. Who would have thought? <laughs> on an article written on esports.gg by Rohan Samal, uh, three of the top 10 most watched orgs have a heavy mobile esports presence. With Liquid being the first, I, I don't even know. Like That number is just huge. It's like uh, 11, no, 117 million hours watched for TL's games. Yeah, it was just kind of crazy. Yeah. And then Navi Which, a chunk of it. Million. I'm looking at it right now. Like 33.5% is CSGO. Yeah. Uh, despite none of its teams dominating the games, or just, they had a 43% increase in viewership compared to 2020. Yeah, which, again, which is crazy because 2020 yeah. was like peak COVID, right? But, yeah, I mean, I mean like early 2020 and then early mid and late were, were more like online digital stuff. Yeah, that's true. So everyone, everyone was home. Everyone like didn't need stuff to do. So they, they, they probably just chose to watch esports. Like yeah. 2020 and 2021 were great years for esports viewership, not so much for like esport events. Yeah. It's not surprising to me. I think that uh, Team Liquid has its hand in the most esports, right? Mm-hmm. Like they've got a league team. They've got a CSGO team. I think they have a Dota team as well. Mm-hmm. Right. They, they have a Valorant they have, they- team. They sponsored like um, Smash players. They, yeah, yeah, they're in everything. Team Liquid is literally in everything. Yeah, same so. with uh, same with Navi. Mm-hmm. They're they they're they're in everything but league. And plus, they won last year's uh, Counter Strike major. Yeah, they you know so they won the, the ESL last year. So you know that that, that kind of just boosted their their numbers a bit. What kind of surprised me looking at this list actually is at number four. It's uh, Dawan Gaming Kia. For okay, they. I think they don't have many things like they're not in that many, like, uh, esports titles. Yeah, I think they have a league team and maybe like a PUBG team. They're they're probably carried by both. <laughs> 
to be honest, there's not, um, it's, it's, you probably have to get all the info from esports charts to see exactly where they yeah. came from. I'm actually going to look at it right now. Yeah. But yeah, those, those were the numbers and, you know, like it was just a great year for esports the, the last two years and like yeah, TL, they, have, TL, they, have, they have, they have everything. They have a they whole have a like league Wikipedia, team, though. a PUBG team. Apparently they have a Valorant team. They're they're not tier one or tier two for at least in yeah. like you know overall. Yeah, Rainbow Six and PUBG Mobile. Mm-hmm. I mean, PUBG is pretty big. It is pretty big. I, I assume it's a lot bigger also in like Korea. Yeah, but alas, T one just controlling the charts as always. True. I mean, not T one. Fucking, um, I'm getting. Started. I was thinking okay. Tyler one because he he just got he dropped T1. from. Well, he left T one. Yeah, yeah, so T one T one is no more. I'm not surprised, yeah. to be honest. He didn't really sponsor them that much. Not sponsor them, <laughs> but like promote them that much. I mean, he, and, he barely and, has a functioning PC. Yeah. And like, you know, it's hard to do content when, you mm. know, your org's based in Korea and you can't really travel. Yeah. I think they just sponsored him for the meme for T1. I, I think that they wanted to do legitimate content with him, but they couldn't. It was probably just harder. I, I feel like I feel like you can like Tyler Tyler one's usually the guy to like be down for like stupid shit, but, but they the probably they like, probably had like their like they probably had like other objectives in mind. I think they wanted him to like come to Korea to do content. Tyler I, one in Korea? Yeah, he said he he said he'd oh, actually yeah. want to go. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, it's just it just never panned out. And then it doesn't make sense to continue paying Tyler One however much money they're paying him. If like you can't use use him to do content and stuff like that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. At that point, you're just you're just throwing money away. Yeah, that makes sense. But speaking of liquid, uh, even though we we're just talking about T1, <laughs> um, <laughs> Liquid's Hungry Box, uh, which is the best player in Smash Melee and uh, a great player in Ultimate, uh, a fantastic. Is he the best player in Smash Melee? Yeah, number one. Actually, maybe not, maybe not currently, but for yeah, like, I was about uh, to say currently. Uh, not for like, for a long time, he held the title. So in my eyes. The longevity, longevity of things, he's he's instilled in there. My boy Mango. So, yeah, I mean, he yeah, he won Summit, but you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. It was only the biggest um, prize pool in Smash history. Whatever. Uh, for, the, for, for now. For now. We'll, we'll see about that. For now. It's okay. okay we'll, we got some moves. We're making some moves, you know. Um, Hungrybox partners with Coinbase for a $2,000 Smash Ultimate Weekly. I know. Here's what I want to talk about, right? This is, this is, I actually have I'm a lot ready. of lore into this. I'm ready. Feed me the lore because I know nothing. <clears throat> it was 2020, right? My org collision was supposed to be hosting collision 2020 in March. Mm-hmm. Got canceled with the pandemic. Super sucky, right? Then um, we, po- we moved it to, to May. I think it was like May 7th or something. We moved it. it we made it online. And then we're like, all right, sweet. We're going to have everyone understood. Um, Liquid announces that they're hosting this uh this huge smash event with Hungry Box called the Box. Yeah, and it's gonna be a crazy big event. It's gonna have like eight thousand people cap, and it's in collaboration with uh, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, okay, I remember this. Yeah, so um they posted that, and then they got a lot of um, comments talking about oh, so what about Collision? These are like two big events happening at the same time, like. That's not cool. Yeah, like that's not cool. Why would you do that? I'm like, when we talked with Liquid, they talked about how uh, they did their um, their research into it, but they did it based off of like a criteria of like an event that had like X amount of people registered, mm-hmm. and we didn't have that many people registered yet. Yeah. So they that that's why they, we didn't. Yeah, yeah. So at the time they didn't they didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah, but Liquid being the great org they were, they're like, how about this? So, you know, how about you, we collaborate on the box and then we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there because you guys have a lot of great smash experience. Yeah. So I actually got to work that event with, Which with Hungry Box and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, it was super dope with Team Liquid. And it was an 8,000 man tournament phase on 8,000 yeah. people online. It was like a three or four day event. I forget exactly. And my boss, God bless his soul, was tasked with the idea of managing the schedule for eight thousand people how the fuck do you even manage that (laughs) (laughs) he did it with grace bro he is a master he worked it to perfection everything was on time it all worked out so well absolutely shout out to rj yeah shout out to rj everyone's got your back bro and it was it was super dope 
So um, we, we, we hosted the event with them. It was a roaring success. And then after that, they um, Hungrybox had the idea of like, oh, what if I do this every week? Just not as big. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, 8,000 people. It's like, yeah, this is no, no, maybe no. like 100. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he uh, created the lunchbox with Team Liquid where he and I, I, he would commentate. I don't know if he would commentate with somebody else sometimes. Maybe I, I think most times he would. He would co- like he, he wouldn't participate. He would commentate the event live on his stream. And people would just watch every Wednesday yeah. and tune in to, to watch Hungrybox commentate and talk about all this stuff. And he, it was, it was always a success. Every week was, was a, a banger back to back to back to back to back. So now all of those weeklies that he's been grinding so hard for now are pretty much majors because they're $2,000 every yeah. week. Yeah. Into his, like the smash scene, which doesn't have a lot of money. At all, yeah. At all, <laughs> two thousand dollars. Okay, so I, I want to do some math, right? I want to do some math. That's that's a hundred and four thousand dollars a year. Yeah. From Coinbase, just crazy. Throwing out hungry box in the community. Yeah. So it, it came from the, the box. It's, it's now uh re It's now called the Coin Box. Obviously, which is, which for is dope. Which, which is actually, I'm yeah. not gonna lie, kind of cool. <laughs> it's a it's a good it's a good name place. It's it's, yeah. it's very good. You know, it's it's it's, it's it has not like a, it's not out there where it's like you know welcome to the box sponsored by coinbase yeah yeah powered by coinbase it's the coin box it flows it flows really well yeah and it's pretty much a smash major every week dude which is so cool yeah in an online space too so like it it gives a lot more people like more opportunities to let you know go out there makes like get get their names out there with with commentary and for for playing too i think that's the biggest thing right it it just it brings more people into the forefront of the scene yeah Right, because like I feel like everybody knows like the major players in melee. Right, it's like Mango, Hungrybox, Zane. That's about it. Um, uh, like those was, are the three uh, most. Wizrobe. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. What's his name? He's sponsored by TSM. Um. He's the God Killer. Uh, Leffen. Uh, yes, Leffen. There you go. Yeah, but there's like a handful of like five to like ten people maybe. Yeah, there's the old generation and then the new generation of players that are coming out. So, so this is just cool. Like it's just bringing, you know, it's an opportunity for people to that don't really get the chance to play on, on a, like a main stage. Yeah, yeah, and it, it gives because like he has great viewership too, you know. So yeah. like it it gives everyone a nice little. It's, it's what the Smash community needed, in my opinion. So it's it's yeah. nice to see. Um, and then lastly, a little bit of Counter Strike in there because uh, me and Faison are some old Counter Strike heads. Well, not super old. Not <laughs> we, super old. We I, watch, like, I, high school I wish I could keep track of it more, but I just don't have the time. I mean, yeah, we're we're there's so many titles that we we can keep track of, but you'll be happy to hear that ESL Pro League season 15 groups have been drawn. So, you know, it's it's super dope because this is the first ESL back to land in yeah. two years. The last land they did was season 10. So that was four seasons ago. Yeah. Whole two years. So it's it'll be dope to see because I, I know PGL and Blast Premier. I, I think PGL was land. I don't remember Blast Premier. I don't think Blast but, was land. Yeah. Uh, which, but like, it, it's dope to see that, like, you know, now ESL is like bringing back the, the full, like, you know, crowd rally thing. So super yeah. excited to see all that stuff. Um, it's going to be from March 9th to April 10th on a land yeah, so a whole in month. Malta. Yeah. Do you know where Malta is, Faison? Are you ge- are you geographically competent, bro? Kind of. It's I know it's in like Europe. That's yeah, it's it. it's a country in Europe off the southern coast of the Italy. only reason why I know that is because of Asia Empires. That's the only reason why. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking ad starts playing in my head. <laughs> no, no, no. Age of Empires. That, that's a different game you're thinking of. It's not a mobile game. Age of Empires is a PC game. Okay, then maybe maybe I get it mixed up. You're, I I know what you're thinking of. I don't remember the name, but it has it also has yeah. empires in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. But all right. So the way it's gonna work, the format is that 24 teams have been divided into four groups of six, uh, where half the squads in each group will advance into playoffs. It's gonna be featuring teams like G2, Vitality, Gambit, Navi, Ninjas in Pajamas, Virtus Pro, Liquid Heroic, Phase, Astralis Fanatic, and Complexity. It's gonna be a single round robin format. Um, they're gonna play each other in a best of three, obviously, Which as you should. We should. Yeah. Group group agree. stages should be a best of three. Just yes. Riot games. Put, putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Riot games. Just throwing it out there. 
just going to at them real quick. Um, the ESL Pro League 15 has an $823,000 prize pool, Faison. Yeah. Fucking nuts. Dude, guess how much the winner's taking home. You can't don't, tell me to guess when I looked at it already. God I already damn. saw it. <laughs> it's 175K. <laughs> which is a lot. And yes. second place is taking home 70K, which is 100 grand less. So that match is going to be important. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Not even that, that right? So the winner gets 175K plus a spot in the Blast Premier World Final. Yes. Yeah. Which is, which is, you know, the next step, which I like that a lot, by the way. When, when teams win one circuit, they get invited to another circuit. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Which is, which is super dope. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited for, for some land counter to be back, to be honest. I are might start betting on those games. <laughs> what happened? Do they have, are they going to have like crowds there? Probably not, right? It's land. Yeah, it's a land event. Oh, um, with actual people. Like watching, like, like in-person watching? people watching. I doubt it, right? Because they're in fucking Malta. Like, like when you, when you think of land, the first thing that comes to mind is like, oh, crowd. But like now land is kind of derived as like players will be there. Like talent will be there. Yeah. But not, maybe not so the crowd. It probably Which not. Sucks. I mean, I doubt there, it. There might it's 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 not like it's on an op what an opulago. I forget what, what what's the it's what's an island. The Malta is an island. Term for it. It's an island, regardless. Yeah, it's an island. I don't know who the fuck lives there. <laughs> it has a but, population of five hundred k. Really? Yeah. She's a lot bigger than I thought it was. I thought it was like five hundred people. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, hey, they they might have people either like like go on a ship or fly there. I don't know. But I don't think there'll be uh, a crowd. Uh, if there is, there no. there definitely isn't a crowd. But it it's. I mean, with PGL there was a crowd. Not on Malta. Maybe not on Malta. It, but it, <laughs> it's just nice to see, like you know, players in the same area. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I watched Lockins this weekend, and it's like you know, you see the cameras. Everybody's in like a different room. Yeah, like, it's just yeah, like all the, it's the just, bedrooms. It doesn't have. Doesn't give off that same vibe. It doesn't give off the vibe. I know it doesn't give off the vibe. Like production does what they can, you know. Yeah, they can only do so much though. Yeah, they they probably like they either help provide or figure out like a way to provide like webcams, audio mixers, and stuff. Um, they have the backdrops now. So, so uh, this is something I wanted to talk about, by the way, which I think is great. Um, for for league in its current state with like LCS uh, and LEC being remote still for players and teams, they now have the ability to like advertise their sponsors more yep. than they used to. So before it was kind of like the jerseys, you know, with like the sponsor logos and stuff, which is like, like cool and stuff. Yeah. You can see it. But when they do interviews with players, they now have backdrops behind yeah. the players so for the most part. They didn't, uh, the majority of teams didn't start doing that until I think recently, mm-hmm. but the first team to actually start it was rogue last year where they, they'd put like effort into making sure they had a good interview set up. Yeah, because like, like they're they're common. Like interviews happen a, after every game yeah, now. They'd have a high quality microphone, like a high quality camera, mm-hmm. and they'd have like a little backdrop with like Rogue on it and like their their sponsors. Yeah, like even though interviews are like really like like overrated, they're also very like valued at the same time because yeah, you get an insight on the team. Yeah. From, it's like, the only time you get to see the player like talk on the official broadcast, right? Yeah, and be able to like give like their personality, you know, yeah. give off like a vibe of like who oh, this is who I am. And it's usually the players who like like do really well in a series or like pop yeah. off, you know? Exactly. So it's like players you want to hear more from. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, that's what esports is. That's what, that's what sports is. Like, you know, being a fan of a player because they have like, they're really, they're really good at a game. They're really yeah. comedic to watch, you know, like, like they have a really strong sense of personality. So yeah, it, it was like a nice touch. And it's just, it's just nice to be able to like, like have your sponsors behind you with a backdrop and be like, yeah. oh yeah, these are our sponsors. And like, they also get like face. So it's like, it's like a talking point for when you do get sponsored by teams, uh, by, by um, you know, endemic or non-endemic brands and be like, oh yeah, by the way, we, because we're, we're remote for currently, this is the situation. So we can like negotiate a contract or something, whatever the case. It, it also just makes the interview look more professional. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. It just Instead looks like, like it, it looks like an actual interview, right? It's a little change mm-hmm. of scenery. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just feel bad for the broadcast team. Cause like you have to think about, like they have to make sure that 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 like the their mic works that they can hear them they can hear each other yeah production you know? is fucking rough yeah and you have to do that with like a certain time period too you only have you they have a timer you know that counts down yeah to, they have maybe the like two or three minutes exactly so like they have three minutes to make sure that everything works and I mean, most teams don't have like the most tech savvy people with them yeah so sometimes. I'm sure what what ends up happening they maybe have like five minutes five ten minutes max 
right? Because it's like they they can kind of figure out who's winning by the end of the game. If it's not a they, close game, you know, they can kind of figure out who they're who's winning and then who they want to interview. Yeah. So it usually cuts to like it cuts to the casters and they cut to the analyst desk and, and then, then they cut to the interview. Yeah, they either like cut to the break and then when they come back, they cut to the interview. So like they have yeah, they have like five to ten minutes. So like they have but a little it's, more it's time. It's still not a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, it you really still feel isn't that much time. Yeah, exactly. Because you know the other things that can go wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like that's one thing that we commend, you know, that these esports orgs for doing is adapting to the ever ever changing needs of like the ecosystem, you know, yeah. whether it be in person or online. Yeah. Was there anything else you want to uh, add before we go for the night? Uh, you know, I don't think so. I think we got about everything I wanted to talk about. Yeah, we got we got most of it. Um. So, you know, with that, thank you everyone for listening to Esports Diff. Make sure you follow us on your respective podcast platform to stay up to date with our episodes that air every Thursday at 10 a.m. EST. Where your host forget to leave a Frieza. review. <laughs> also leave a review. Yeah, literally. I'm, I'm at that in the outro. Uh, where your host, Fabs and Faison. We'll catch you guys all next week on Esports Diff. See you guys. Peace.